Um, if you got your Bible tonight, open it up to the book of Judges. We're going Old Testament tonight, old school tonight. And uh, and I, 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 I told you guys this before, but I love preaching out of the Old Testament um, because the Old Testament is like sci-fi meets like the weirdest movies you've ever watched in your life. Like, and, and it's some brutal stuff and it's some, but it's some really interesting stuff. Um, Judges 16, and we're going to start in verse 18 tonight. Does anybody know who the character is that starts out there in Judges? Samson, you are correct, sir. Um, we're talking about Samson tonight. And I know uh, a lot of us, we've heard the story of Samson and Delilah. Delilah, like, um, but we're, we're going to talk tonight about a little bit, a, a little part of Samson that maybe you haven't heard before. And, and yeah, we're going to, you're going to talk about the stuff that you have heard before, but we're going to talk about some things that maybe you haven't before tonight. So Judges 16 verse 18, like always, I want to encourage you guys to take notes tonight because note takers are history makers and note takers get into heaven. So, um, that's totally not true, but uh, I want to encourage you guys to take notes every, not just in here, but uh, in, in regular church. Even if you're in kids' church, there could be something that God speaks to your heart through the messages and songs and stuff. So um, so take notes. So here we go. Um, Judges 16, starting in 18, says, Now when Delilah saw that he had, <laughs> sorry, uh, regroup saw that he had told her all that was in his heart. He sent and called for the Lord of the Philistines. She sent and called for the Lord of the Philistines, saying, Come up once more, for he has told me all that's in his heart. So the lords of the Philistines came up to her and brought the money in her hand, and then she lulled him to sleep, Samson, on her lap and called for a man, and had him shave off the seven locks of hair on his head. He had dreadlocks, which is awesome. Uh, and then she began to torment him, and his strength left him. And she said, the Philistines are upon you, Samson. Wake up. So, so he awoke from his sleep and said, I will go out just like before, just like all the other times, and shake myself free and beat up some bad dudes. Um, but he did not know that the Lord had departed from him. That's the saddest part right there. It, to me, uh, one of the saddest parts of that story, that he didn't even know that the Lord departed from him. And then it goes, it says, the Philistines took out his eyes, three stooges style, and brought him down to Gaza and bound him with bronze fetters. And Samson became a grinder in the prison. That's terrible. That's a bad story. That's a terrible story. But we're going to talk tonight about um, this, this. I don't know. I've always loved this story about Samson, and it's just fascinating to me. Um, he, Samson, if you guys didn't know this, he's one of the few people in the whole Bible that an angel of the Lord appears to his parents and says, your kid's about to be somebody. Like there's only four people that's that's ever happened to in all of the Bible. An angel shows up and says, "Your kid is going to be somebody." That was Isaac, John the Baptist, Jesus, and Samson. Not in that order, but um, 
But the, the angel, an angel of the Lord shows up to his parents and says, your child will be a deliverer. And he said, the child's going to be great. And like, historically, what's, what's been going on and what's been happening here is that God's people are under the uh, oppressive rule of the Philistines. And so God, what he wants to do, he wants to raise up a deliverer to deliver God's people out of the hand of the Philistines. So, um, but for Samson, I don't know if you guys know this or realize this, but Samson had this like this freakishly strong strength, freakishly strong, strong strength. He had strong strength, but he was double strong. Like you think you're strong, double it, triple it, quadruple it. He was stronger, stronger than you. Hulk strong. Mm, not even, he didn't have to be green. He's stronger. Like he, he was strong. And, but here's the deal. There were a few rules that Samson had to follow. There, he, he couldn't get his hair cut. He couldn't get his dreadlock shaved off. Couldn't get his, he couldn't get a haircut. He couldn't drink wine. And he couldn't touch anything that was dead. If he did any of those things, he would lose all of his God-given powers, his God-given abilities. And, and so he, he had this strength that he could overpower any man. Like there's this story of Samson where he takes the jawbone of a donkey. How, guys... This is bad right here. The jawbone of a donkey, and he destroys a whole army of men. Like, I don't know what he's doing. Like, like I don't know. Like, but he destroys this whole group of dudes, like swinging it around, hacking people away. Like, he's got the teeth still in there. I don't know what he did, but he destroyed this whole army of men. And, and, and he had this supernatural strength. And, and, um, and he was like a beast of a man. Like he was, he was unreal. Um, kind of like me. But I love, I love, sorry. I had to go there. I had to do it. I'm sorry. I had to do it. But here, how many of you guys, you love happy endings? You, got, you like happy, how many, who loves Disney? Really? You like Disney, like for me, like Aladdin's one of my favorite movies. Aladdin, anybody else Aladdin? Little Mermaid. Okay. Um, I don't know what else there is, but Dumbo. Um, there's a few others. Um, Lion King. Uh, whatever he says. Okay. So, so hang, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. So, I love happy endings. I like when movies end happy. I like when good, like I, I watched a movie a while back. It, it didn't end happy. And I was like, there's got to be a part two. This can't end this way. It's got to be a part. There's got to be something else. Like, uh, wait till the credits roll. Maybe it's like a Marvel film where, like, it comes back and they do something else. Like, there's... Huh? Right, yeah. So, maybe it can't... I, I was like, I watched the movie. I was like, it can't end this way. This this isn't right. It can't... We have to... It's got to end on a happy ending. It's It's just... It just ruins your day. Like, I can't sleep at night after I watch a movie like this. And so... Um, I love movies, though, with happy endings. Well, Samson goes down in Hebrews 11. If you guys know Hebrews 11, it's known as the faith chapter or like the hall of faith. Like like, like we have a hall of fame. Like these guys were like the hall of faith, like the rock and roll hall of faith. It was It's awesome. These people are recognized. And at the end of Samson's life, he's recognized as a hero of great faith. So... So he eventually, he fulfills the call of God on his life at the end of his life. So tonight, I want to talk to you about 
what happened in the middle of Samson's life. See, because he started off great with an uh, a angel of the Lord coming. It only happened to four other people, three other, sorry. Three other people came to his parents and said, this guy's going to be awesome. He's going to be great. He's going to have supernatural abilities. He's going to be gifted. He's going to be stronger than anyone else that ever lived. Like, he's going to be fantastic. He's going to be great. And, and he starts off really strong, and he ends in the hall of faith. He ends really strong. But what happens in the middle? What happens in the middle? Like, Samson, his life started out great. Angels, oh, like light, you know, like your son will be the great, you know. Um, but And then he ends strong in the hall of faith. But tonight we're looking at the middle of his life because sometimes it's the middle that's a great challenge. It's a middle, the, a middle of a thing that we're going through that's a great challenge. Maybe tonight you're in the middle of something. You're in the middle of something, and, and here's the deal. When you begin something, like, it's visionary. It's great. It's fantastic. It's so good. I'm like so excited to start this. It's, it's so great. And, and, and at the end, like, it's inspirational when you end. Do you guys, like, ever like to just finish a project or finish something? And at the end of it, you're like, yeah. That's like, it's, it's, you feel good about it and it's great and it's fantastic. Um, the, the end of something is great because it's always fulfilling, but I always know that it takes great faith to come through the middle. You start great, you get to the middle and you're like, ah, do we have to still do this? Like, is this still happening? Like, and then you get to the end, you're like, yes, done. Maybe some of you guys just graduated high school. And you're like, yeah, and, and it's, you're, you're so excited. But, um, but through the middle of all that, you're like, is this ever going to end? I, I hate like, like the school year. You start the school year, like you get all your new gear, your new clothes, like you shine up. So you show up at school, like all dressed up and looking good. Middle of the school, it's sweatpants every day. Like, I'm looking stank nasty. Like, it doesn't even matter what's going on. Like, and then end of the school year, you want to look, everyone's taking pictures. You want to look good again, right? And so that's just how it is. In the middle, like, it's, it's tough being in the middle. And, and I want you guys tonight not to be just great in your relationship with God and in your faith at the beginning. But also, I, and I want you to end well. But also, I want the middle, the, the, the grind of your relationship with God and, and, and just the grind of life to be great as well. And, and I want the journey to be great in the middle, too. And so when I was in high school, I ran track. You may not believe me, but these little legs can move fast when they need to. And um, <laughs> when I need to move, I can move. Um, take my word for it. But. I used to be able to run for miles. Okay, guys, my senior year, um, state, we made it to state in track meet. So, yeah, but we came in dead last, so it wasn't that great. Um, but <laughs> not my fault, not my fault. Long story, I'll tell you some other time. But, um, but I used to be able to run forever. I used to be able to just run and run and run and run forever, like nonstop. I could go and go and go and run and just like keep just run. And um, several years ago, when we lived in Joplin, I ran my first 5K ever. My first 5K. And and um, but when I run, I don't know if you guys run, but I like to listen to music. 
and I like to have my, my headphones in, and I like to listen to music. And, and so I show up to my first ever 5K, ready to run, put the sticker on my shirt. I'm ready to go. My shoes are tied, and I got my, my headphones, and they're like, oh, no, no, no. This is a race where you can't use headphones. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. This is no, no, I, I, I can't run without headphones. This is, I, I got to hear my music that you, I can't do this. And, and like, what? So this is like my first ever 5k, my first ever race. And, um, and, and so I, I can't wear my headphones. So I'm out there stretching. I, I stretched better than I've ever stretched in my life. Like I could touch my toes and everything. And, and, uh, so when they say go, I take off, man. I was like floating on air. Like I was so, I was so into it. I was so running and I was, I was like excited about it. I'd never ran a 5k before I was running with a few hundred other people. And, and I was feeling good about myself. I was feeling good. Like I was, I, I've started off well, I've done well. Uh, and, and I couldn't, ha- I couldn't have music, but I could hear I had the tiger playing in my head. I was like, I am the tiger. And it was like, I was like, oh yeah. And I was feeling it. And I was I of the tiger. And then like, I, I got into it. And you guys, I don't know if you know this, if you've ever ran miles without music playing in your head. But see, like at the beginning of the race, it was I of the tiger in my head. It was going, like, it was solid. It was going like, do, 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 And I was like, oh yeah, I'm feeling this. But I get to the middle of the race. You guys know what it's like to get to the middle of the race. And you're like, and it's that you kind of hit that wall and you're in the middle of the race. And, and before, like it was Eye of the Tiger, but in the middle, it's like Celine Dion all by myself. And like, you're, 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 you're trying to run and like all you, you can't hear, you have music. So all you can hear is yourself breathing. Like you try in through the mouth, out through the nose. And you're trying to remind yourself these things and you're trying to breathe right and try to do all these things. When you're in the middle of the race with no headphones, all you can hear is breathing. You're breathing. The people running near you's breathing. <laughs> and like, are there dogs chasing me? Like, this is bad. And and um, it's just heavy breathing. It's weird. And so, like, see, you're into this race, and you get a couple my, miles into it. Like at the first, you're you're thinking, you're looking, you're feeling good. Like people are watching. You're like, hey, how you doing? And you're running, you're feeling good. And then you get to the middle. You get to the middle of it and you, your brain, especially when you don't have any music, your brain kind of goes to this obscure place. A place where your brain probably shouldn't go. Like you've got nothing else to do but to breathe and to run. And so you start thinking about girls that broke your heart, like, like tests you flunked. Like you start thinking about like things that happened in your childhood and you're like, what is going on here? This is terrible. And, and the beginning of the race is awesome. The end was fulfilling. It's great to cross that finish line. And like, like, I don't, I, I didn't really throw Mars back like that, but you know what I'm talking about? Um, but it's the middle of the race where the test comes. 
It's the middle of the race where you're really tested. Because I don't know if you guys ever ran a race before, but you may run long distances. But by the time you get around and you see that finish line, you're like, oh, yeah, I'm there. And, like, you get this extra little burst of adrenaline and you, you, you start running a little bit harder. And then sometimes your leg quits, leg quits working and you fall down. But that didn't happen to me. Um, but, sorry. But it's the middle of the race where the test comes where the problems come, where the issues come. And God wants to give you faith for the middle, faith for the middle. And so many of us, we love to start things. We're excited about things. But the the real test in life is how you follow God, how you follow God's will for your life in the middle of your struggle, in the middle of your struggle. Like, do you still have the victory in the middle like you had in the beginning. Like you start out and something comes against you. The enemy tries to attack you. And you're like, uh-uh, devil. I, like, I tell my kids, like, if they get scared in the night, like, hey, the Bible says that God hasn't given us the spirit of fear, but the power of love and a sound mind. And I, I tell that to Evie. And she's like, okay. God. And so, like, she'll get scared. And she's like, God hasn't given me. And, like, she'll quote it. And I'm like, yeah. But, like, <laughs> you know. <laughs> But so you you got the victory at the beginning. You're like, yeah, devil, take that. And but in the middle, do you still have that when the the enemy is still attacking you from not only from the beginning, but when in the middle of your test, in the middle of your trials, are you still do you still have the victory? Are you like, oh, man, he's beating me up like the devil's attacking me so hard, like you're tired and you're weak and you want to quit. Are you able to? To persevere? Are you able to push on? Do you still have the victory in the middle? So an angel, he comes to Samson's parents and says, your child is destined for greatness. He's going to be awesome. Like, uh, and he's like, you need to know this. And so there, there's some things I want you to catch tonight that I want you guys to understand tonight um, that, that he was destined for greatness. Samson was destined for greatness. Let me tell you tonight, let me, let me tell you this tonight because um, you, you may have never heard this said about you. But you, in this room, every single one of you guys are destined for greatness. You are destined. It isn't, uh, an angel probably didn't show up to your parents and be like, your child is destined for greatness. That probably didn't happen. But, yeah, but, but God has greatness planned for you. Every single one of us are, we are destined for greatness. Um, and he's got a plan. God has a plan for each and every one of you. And it's a great plan. And, and it's, and I am so thankful for God's plan for my life. I'm so thankful for God's plan for your lives. And, and I remember when Kristen was pregnant with Jackson who just turned 13 this month. I'm like, what? He'll be in youth here in a couple of weeks, but um, that's so weird. Uh, my own kid in youth. But, um, but here's the deal. If you ever have kids, you guys need to know this. You When it's your first kid, when it's your first kid, like you're so excited. Well, of course, I was excited for all of my kids. But when it's your first kid, like you're so excited, you're so pumped up, like you're fist pump in the air, and like you, you're, you're excited. And, and, um, I, I would I would lay hands on Kristen's stomach and pray over Jackson. 
and I would lay hands on, on her stomach while, while he was still in there, and I would pray over Jackson. And, and I, I prayed for him at night after he was born, laying in his crib at night. And I would pray things like, I would, I would say, God, would you use Jackson for great things? God, let Jackson be unique. Let him be different. Don't make him like anyone else. And, and, and if you know Jackson, you know, then he's not like everyone else. Um, so my fault guys, sorry, I prayed that one, but, um, (laughs) but I prayed over Jackson. I prayed that he would be a powerful man of God. I would pray that he would follow God everywhere he goes. I pray that he would put God first in everything that he does. I prayed over him since the day, since before he was even born. I prayed over it. And same thing with Evie. I would pray that Evie would be a person that's full of life and full of joy. And Evie's name actually means giver of life. And, and I would pray that she would be unique in every way. And, and with Jet, well, there's not much meaning to his name. But I would pray that he would be a person of peace, but also a person of power. I also pray over my boys um, that they would be big and strong. Because I always wanted to be big and strong. But, um, <laughs> but dude, Jackson's 13. He's almost as tall as I am already. And, and, and Jet was almost 12 pounds when he was born. So um, we probably got that one covered too. So we're looking pretty good. But, but there, there are many, many more things that I pray over my kids as well. I, pr- I pray for their future wives. Well, one wife. One for Jackson, one for Jet. I pray for their future spouses. And then I pray for Evie, her future husband. And I pray even at, at this age when they're, they're not even close to ever dating. I pray for their future spouses. And, and I want to let you to know tonight that you guys, every single one of you in this room, you were made for greatness too. You were made for great things. God has designed everyone with a great plan in mind. You were made from greatness for greatness. Ooh, you need to know that. You were made from greatness for greatness. Greatness is in your DNA. It's part of who you are. For some of you, for some of you guys in this room, it's tough for you to believe that. Isn't there nothing great about me? There's nothing fantastic about me. Maybe you're sitting here tonight and you're like, that's, that's not me. There's no greatness inside of me. I've, uh, I, but tonight you need to know that there, God has greatness inside of you. There's greatness planned for you. Maybe people have spoken such harsh, mean, cruel words over you. And tonight, I hope that God can just take that eraser and just erase those things off of your life and put words of power and words of strength over your life. Because and I want you to know that you need to know what God says. You need to know his words. You need to know what he says about you because of whatever, what, what people say about you, what friends or, or enemies or whoever says about you, it, it's, if it's different than this, then it's not true. It's not real and it's not true. You need to know what God has said, what he says about you and, and what he thinks about you. No matter what others say, says, God says that you're destined for greatness. You have a purpose. Ladies, well, even guys, I guess, God says that each one of you guys, that you're beautifully and wonderfully made. You've got something about you. 
I don't know what it is. God has made each and every one of you different and special and awesome and fantastic and powerful and strong and whatever, whatever ways that he's made you. You're made that way for a purpose. There's something great about you. Samson was destined for greatness. He, he grew up with this awareness for God's plan for his life. He, he, had, um, he had this long hair. He had long hair, and somehow this long hair gave him supernatural strength. I don't have that problem. I wish I had more hair. Um, but but he, he, Samson, he walked around with this confidence. He was confident because he knew who he was in Christ. He knew who he was in Christ. He knew who Christ, who God called him to be. I wish some of you guys would do the same. You you could walk around, every single one of you guys in this room, you could walk around with your head held high because you know who you are in God. See, that's how you, you get that that, that's how you get that confidence. That how, that's how you get that pep in your step. That's how you get that excitement and that power in your life. You, you walk around telling yourself, repeating to yourself this right here, telling yourself what God says about you. God is with me. God is for me. Nothing can stand against me. I'm a child of God. And if you're a child of God, then all of that's true. Nothing can stand against you. No weapon formed against you is going to prosper. And, and the Bible says that the righteous are as bold as a lion. In other words, when you know God, you know his plans for you, you got confidence. You got confidence. It, it, it's not man's confidence, but it's a holy confidence. And Samson, he walks around destined for greatness. But even knowing Greatness is on his life. Samson gets distracted by his weakness. See, even though he was destined for greatness, he was distracted by his weakness. I want you to watch what it says in Judges 14. It says, now Samson went to Timnah and he saw a daughter of the Philistines. Guys, the Philistines, that's the enemy. Those are the bad people, the people that, that have his people captured. He said, uh, um, and, and so he he gets attracted to this woman that God is like, no, 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 not my people. No, uh-uh, no, not that, no, her, no way, uh-uh, no. He gets attracted to this woman. And then so it says this. So he went up to his father and mother and told them, I have seen a woman in Timnah. Now go for, therefore to get her for me as a wife. One thing, you better not talk to your parents that way. Go get her for me. Like, uh-uh. Oh, so, um, but then his father and his mother said to him, is there no woman among the daughters of your brethren or among all of my people that you must go and find a wife among the Philistines? Like, hey, what about our ladies here? What about our ladies at Crown Point Church? What about our ladies at Emerge? Like, let's not go there. But, but Samson, he was distracted by his weakness. He was distracted by his weakness, and and he ended up with someone that he wasn't even supposed to be with. <clears throat> Tonight, what's your weakness? You don't have to tell me, but you know. What's your weakness? What is it that, that, that the enemy tries to attack you with? What's your weakness? Maybe you have a weakness for guys. Maybe you have a weakness for girls. Maybe, maybe you have a weakness for things. Um, maybe it's ice cream. But what, what is the weakness in your life? 
It's half price shakes at Sonic. That's my weakness. Um, I used to tell Kristen, girl, your sweetness is my weakness. So it, I don't, don't use that. Don't use that. That's mine. That's mine. Mm-mm. And now I'm married and have three kids. So it works, people. But what's the thing that always tempts you more? What's, what's the thing that tempts you the most, that, that gets you to sin more than anything else? What is that thing? And the enemy knows, he knows how to, he, he knows how to throw bait your way. He knows how to put things in your path. He knows how to, how to, how to tempt you. He knows how to, what to do. And, and he always knows how to lure you. And Samson, Samson loved the ladies. Samson loved, let, let me ask you tonight, what do you do when you're in love with what God has said no to? Maybe it, not, it may not be a person. Maybe it's a thing. Maybe it's your car. Maybe I don't know what it is. But we have these, maybe it's your phone. Like, you, I love my phone. What would I do without my phone? Couldn't play Pokemon Go. Like, I don't know. What is it that you love that God has said no to? See, when you're addicted to the thing uh, that, that you know it's going to take you out. It's going, not like on a date, but like it's going to end you. Like it could hurt you. Um, see, Samson's father, he tries to talk some sins into him. Um, but Samson was so distracted by his weakness. Let me kind of come clean tonight and, and tell you guys my weakness. What my weakness is. Um, I have a weakness for Reese's Pieces. You guys. I'm coming clean tonight. I, I want to confess. I've eaten a lot of Reese's Pieces. Um, like a while back, I bought this large bag of Reese's Pieces. And I didn't tell my family about it. And because I would have had to have shared. <sighs> Please forgive me. My family's not in here tonight, so I'm glad I could tell this story. Um but but I got a weakness, man. Reese's, I can't, you, you, I can't not, not, not eat a Reese's if you put it in front of me. Cups, pieces, white chocolate Reese's, I'll eat them. I'll eat them. Good stuff. Oh my, Jesus, help me. Um, but tonight, sorry, tonight, what is your weakness? What is your weakness? What is, what is the thing, that sin that you always fall into? What's that trap that you always fall into? That thing that you can't get over? I, I have, maybe it's like I've got attitude or, or I'm rebellious or I get offended easy or I'm a jealous person or, or I gossip a lot or I'm greedy or I'm gluttonous. Like it's funny how, it's funny how we're compassionate for people who share the same sins that we share. We're compassionate for these people, but we're so disgusted by people who have the wrong sin. How could you? So long story short, Samson, he marries this Philistine woman and he's married to the enemy of his people. And once they're together, she comes to him. He's like, she's like, babe, <laughs> I know you're going to tell me. I know, you, I know you're going to tell me everything. You're, you're going to tell me the secret to your strength, right, babe? She's looking into his eyes. Know this. You guys need to know this. Um, whoever you tell your secrets to, 
That's who has your heart. So she tells, he tells his secret to Delilah. And she goes back and tells the Philistines, the bad guys. And they come and they basically destroy him. They destroy him. Have you ever had someone you thought you were close to and they turn your back, their back on you? Yeah, that, that hurts. It doesn't feel good. It's not fun. It's, it's, it's kind of funny how that happens sometimes. But he was called by God, but he was distracted by his weakness. See, sometimes, and you got to imagine, he was in pain. Like, he was hurt, like, emotionally. Like, he was hurt. And sometimes pain causes us to do dumb things. Am I right? Causes us to do, like, when, you're, when you are hurting, you cannot make rational decisions. You, it's impossible. Like, when you're hurt, you say things that you don't mean. You guys know what I'm talking about? Maybe you're that person or maybe you've been affected by that. When you're hurt, things get said that, that they, you don't mean. Um, <clears throat> if you don't get healed from your issues, you'll turn around and do the same thing. If you don't get healed from the things that, the, the ways the enemy is attacking you, the way he has attacked you, you'll turn around and continue the same cycle over and over. You'll continue to dis- Excuse me, the same things. And, and sin, it will blind you. And sin will bind you. It will blind you and it will bind you. Isn't it amazing how sometimes we'll keep repeating the same sin over and over and over? And we'll keep doing it over and over. And we can't somehow get past our past. See, some of you here, you have so much pain in your world that it's hard for you to make sound and wise decisions. The first thing you need to do is you need to get healed from your issue so you can continue to step forward in your destiny and your God-given potential. See, Delilah, 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 that was what he called her, his pet name. But she was basically paid to be in a relationship with Samson. It wasn't true love or it wasn't romance delilah slowly and over time she chipped away at samson's character she chipped away at his character and pretty soon before you know it he tells her everything he spills his guts like he's like here's the secret to my strength here's a secret to god's given ability and like and so she's like all right so she little set him to sleep and and isn't that kind of what the enemy does to us sometimes he'll lull us to sleep and, and while she, while uh, Samson was asleep, she called someone in to shave his head, and, and they captured him, and they gouged out his eyes. They poked his eyes out. And just like that, just like Samson's vision was taken away, just like that, the enemy wants to take your vision. He went, Not like your literal eyes, but he wants to take that God-given vision, that God-given dream that he's put inside of you. He wants to take that vision away. And if he knows that if he can take your vision away or put things to, to sins in your life to block you from that vision, um, he knows you won't fulfill your call. The enemy wants to take away your vision. Um, Jess, could you play some music? Um, see, so what's happening here is he, he's Samson. He, he's weak. He's lost his power. He's bound up. His eyes are gouged out. 
he can't see, uh, he's lost it all. And, and this is the same guy that at the beginning of his life had a great calling on his life. He had this great calling. How did he get here? How did he get here? Like he, he was anointed. An angel of the Lord came down and said, he's going to be fantastic. And like he had a plan. He had a destiny. Now he's got nothing. Now he's got nothing. <clears throat> Some of you here tonight, you're filled with regret. You've got regret just filled with your life, your life filled with regret. And you, you can't seem to get past those regrets in your life. See, Samson, he's in this prison with no power, with no vision, and his life is filled with regret. You got to imagine he's sitting in that prison, no eyes, no power, and he's just emotionally beating himself up. Why did I let this happen to me? Why does this keep happening over and over? Why do I keep letting the enemy beat me up? Why do I keep letting the enemy win? I, I'm, I've lost it all. I'm no good. I'm worthless. I'm not. You got to imagine like he's sitting there in that prison, just destroying himself. And that's exactly how some of you in this room may feel tonight. That may be what some of you guys have been doing in your own lives. But then, and this is the great part of the story, he, Samson realizes as long as he's got a pulse, he's got a chance. As long as he's got a pulse, he's got a chance. And Samson, he was once a powerful man, now nothing. The enemy had victory over him. And, and what they would do, like at parties, they would bring him out to celebrate. Because once, he, he, he could have beat them all up. He would have destroyed them all. And, and now at parties, they bring him out. He was weak. He was powerless. They, they, they beat him. They gouged his eyes out. They bring him out. And they would talk about the guy who used to be so great, who used to be so powerful, who is now a shell of his old person. That's Samson. So Samson, he's at this place, and he cries out to God for one more chance at the end of it all one more chance he was determined for redemption see he, he began to realize and he began to remember who he was in god and i pray that a, a lot of you guys in this church at emerge maybe you've grown up in church but i pray that you guys well i hope that you never walk away from your faith but i pray that if you do that there's been a seed planted in your life of God that that's been planted in your life that one day you'll wake up and you say but but this is who God says I am I'm not weak I'm not powerless this is who I am in God and just like Samson cry out to God and this is what Samson did he cries out for one more chance at the end of it all uh, uh, Samson his life was a mess in the middle but God he can make a message out of the middle. God can do that for you tonight. I want um, I want everyone to stand. <clears throat> Samson, he did this. He cried out to God. And in Judges 16, it says this. Uh, Samson said this. He said, Oh, Lord God, remember me, I pray. Strengthen me, I pray. This once, uh, just this once, oh God. 
that I may with one blow take vengeance upon the Philistines for my two eyes. Then Samson took a hold of the two pillars that supported the temple, and he braced himself against them, one on his right and the other on his left. Then Samson said, Let me die with the Philistines. And then he pushed with all of his might, and the temple fell on all uh, that were in... Oh, in it to... The temple fell on all of the Philistines, and it killed them all. And, and the death uh, at that in that place was more than what he killed in all of his life. See, God says this. God says, I know you've got greatness in you. God's telling you tonight, I've never changed my mind about you. I, I had greatness planned for you from the beginning, and my mind's not changing about you. If we could have our leaders kind of come to the front. I uh, just kind of stand across the front. God's telling you tonight, I, I, from the very beginning, from before you were even born, from when you were in the room, you were destined for greatness. And I've never changed my mind about you. I'll give you another shot. 